Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So I'm very excited. We have Daniel Thomas back from Beyond Gravy from here in Nashville, um, where I'm now living. And so, and I really enjoy them. Like we've said in the previous podcast, um, him and his wife, Rebecca, they've built this food truck. I visit them twice over the weekend. Um, it's now, I think we're recording on <laughs> a Monday. I can't even keep track of the days. And I was there on a Friday and Saturday. And so we've talked about the menu. We've talked about where life's going. So there's going to be a few things that I'm going to anchor going into this podcast. The first thing I'm going to anchor for the audience so you can hear it before we get into it is often we get into it in the podcast and no one has any idea it's coming. But we anchor family values, business values, entrepreneurial values, business values, all into the same thing, spiritual values. And in this case, when we have good family values and we're good entrepreneurs, we, we tend to have good core values in our businesses, particularly when there's spouses involved and things like that. So I'm going to anchor that as part of this episode. The second thing I'm going to anchor in this episode is it's often you have to attract people to your business. And your first idea and your first concept is the thing that leads you off, but it's not the thing that actually makes you known. And often individuals in business or entrepreneurs get stuck on their first ideas and they can't get off it. I agree, you should stay true to who you are and you stay true to your dream. But ideas come that catapult your business. It doesn't mean you get off your original idea. It just means you're pivoting. It means that a previous experience was a lesson or whatever to get you to where you're going. And maybe the item there, the creativity that it came from still matters. It's just you're on to a new path, especially when it comes to food, especially what we're seeing in today's day and age with the creativity of Instagram and Instagrammable uh, food. Creativity in food is important right and giving people the experience through food is important being able to draw people to your business through creative food is important and being able to have more than one stream of revenue and diversifying through multiple channels versus diversifying your products always is also a way of building a business so you stay true to your basics and and dime it down and then figure out how to scale it versus always trying to create new things okay sometimes it's stick to what you're good at figure out how to make a variety dime it down and then scale it and that's you know and it can have multiple restaurants it could be in grocery stores it could be in convenience stores it could be on little rollers in 7-Eleven, we never know what opportunities do when people are creative. And I'm sort of teeing up this conversation, but I think it's important that we understand what creativity is and and what it, what matters in it and when it happens. It doesn't happen at the beginning of starting the business. You have to start training your brain in creativity. You have to start being an entrepreneur first before the brilliance comes out. You're just not going to go into a soccer game and kick a goal into the upper 90 on the right-hand side every time. Like It's just not going to happen. You're not skilled enough. You haven't trained your legs, your body, your muscle memory, your skill set to do that yet. And it's going to take a long time before that happens. So it's the same with creativity, especially when coming up with brilliance related to food or entrepreneurism. You got to play the game for a while before it slows down enough for you to actually make moves in it that matter and have impact and change games. So that being said, Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Sorry. I went, that was my commentary for the beginning. So let's go back to I'm going to start with the pig rolls because you and I have talked about these. I'm going to do the plug right away because I want the audience to hear right off the bat. They're phenomenal. It was the bacon and the sausage with the cheddar cheese. And, and I mean, they're wrapped up. They're easy to pour, to take with you. You dip them in the sausage and bacon gravy. And... It's amazing. Like, can I actually actually could actually see a hashtag or like a big giant billboard that says that actually bacon my sausage gravy or something like that. But it's um, <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool. And 
what you're doing is really cool and the creativity is there. So let's talk about the pig rolls a little bit, if you don't mind. And you and I have spent a little time talking about this. This is something that's new, newish, but same as the haystack, it sort of came out of what do we have? What are the ingredients we have and what can we do with them? Is, is that true? Um, yeah. And I just, uh, I, I wanted to have the, the portable food option just, and, and something not as heavy, just something that's not as filling as like a full order of biscuits and gravy or the pig pen. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think this is the game changer for, for, for you guys. And like, this is where I always have to, everyone's like, Oh, don't give, don't talk about this or, you know, what are you doing or why is it? I'm going to do this. It's just, this is true to them. Like it doesn't work without your gravy. That's number one. I want to anchor this. Okay. I want to anchor this right now. Okay. okay. The thing that works for you guys with the pig rolls, not only is the product, but it's also the dip. It's also that it complements what you came into the business to do, which is that sausage bacon gravy. It's like, it's perfect. And then you add the thing that it goes over the top. It's not just the cake. It's the icing and this for me it would be the peanut butter icing on the chocolate cake but that's the thing and i generally don't like chocolate which is interesting but <laughs> it's this is your product and we and we've been talking about it a lot and do you see popularity in it like i'm just i never asked because i'm just so like i know this is a winner and i know it took time to discover it and that's sort of where i gotten in the commentary at the beginning is where does it go from here do people actually like it as much as i do because i'm just fascinated by this the the people that that try it absolutely love it uh locations that we've visited and people have tried it uh when we go back they're like oh so-and-so said that we have to try the pig rolls so it's it's definitely spreading the it, people that just like you and, and myself as soon as i tried it i was like that's my new favorite thing on the menu like I, this all started because of biscuits and gravy. I love biscuits and gravy, but the pig rolls are just really good. And, you know, and I think that we've talked a little bit and I'm not going to give away anything. Everyone it's you're going to have to just go to beyond gravy's food truck, food trailer, excuse me. And you're going to have to try Cause I know that Daniel's working on a lot of new items around this and maybe even some fun ways of, sprucing it up or some new dips and and things like that that i think that are just going to blow the the mind of the audience so whether you're in nashville i would say go there but if you're an entrepreneur and you're traveling to nashville which i'm trying to encourage all the entrepreneurs to do like come here see what's going on in food here come here hang out with all of us that are here come see these food trucks and stuff because what's going on here is big time showtime also like this part of what Daniel's doing is he picked up on the showiness of what's going on in Nashville, which only sometimes happens in markets that have gigs or our music and where showtime and entertainment is just such a big part of the economy and naturally through its energy just infiltrates its way into things, particularly food, because a lot of people move their way through both. So this is your showtime. This is the thing that people are going to line up for. I am convinced of this. And I'm excited to see what you do. So anyone who comes into town, anyone that sees what it, you have to try this. And you have to go see Beyond Gravy's food tra trailer. And I'm excited eventually as you guys release new flavors and stuff like that. I know we've talked about a few, even a dessert. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just incredible. So I just want to anchor that. Where do you find motivation from daniel like where would you say you and your wife rebecca find the motivation and the inspiration to stay consistent and disciplined in running this food trailer every day or every week or every month and and keeping committed and even finding the creativity to create things like the pig rolls um motivation is uh, honestly to provide for the family um, and, and serve the community as well. I mean, that's the, that's what it all boils down to. I, I can't, uh, you know, I'm not sitting around waiting for a handout or anything. I got to go and go and make it happen. 
and you're setting an example for your children, right? Which I think is a big part. Like they are now working hard and they're starting to work in the food trailer and taking pride in what you guys are doing. And your daughter's now becoming entrepreneurial. So can you just, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about how this entrepreneurial thing is now making its way into your family. Cause you guys have been doing this for a while, but it's also like now it's, it's your daughter starting to pick up on it and you're getting, they're getting involved in the business, your daughter and son. And so what does that look like? Yeah, so my, my daughter, um, the bigger events that I have, if it's something I don't think I can handle on my own, she'll, she'll, she comes with me and she'll help me. Um, but you know, she's a, she's a very motivated and very talented young lady. Um, she's, she's 17. She's already has her pilot's license. Um, She's almost instrument rated. Um, she was working at the airport and people, she was cleaning planes for a company and people going up to her asking her like, Hey, will you clean on the side? So she, she started her own plane cleaning business. It's called as fly as me. And uh, I mean, she, she works her tail off. She's, she works in a retail job and, you know, doing her, her own thing with the plane cleaning. She helps me and as, as well as just helping people in general, just if she sees a need, she, she's not afraid to, to step in and, and be helpful, which is awesome. That makes me feel good as a parent. It makes me feel like I did a good job. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I agree more. Uh, I agree so much more also in that, um, She's picking up the entrepreneurial spirit, the freedom, the freedom to create your own destiny. The life is about how hard I work, not whether or not someone's going to give me something or I need to be dependent on someone. And as an entrepreneur and fighters of freedom and free markets and capitalism, whether we like it or not, that's what we do. And um, and the growth of humans, let's talk about that also. We very much take on God's plan and the growth of the humans around us, not just our own children. Okay, our own children benefit leaps and bounds by the compounding entrepreneurial family legacy that is created being in an entrepreneurial family, especially when both parents are entrepreneurial or successful, and they purposely instill those same values and allow their children to work in the business voluntarily. And I yeah. think that that's what, what we're talking about here. You can't force them to do it, but lead by example, enjoy it, do the right thing, show and, and lead the humans around you, and it's a good thing. So, Daniel, what would you say, who, I guess, would you say, what or who, would be the defining moments in your life? Like, who inspired you? What inspired you? What are things that changed in your life that gave you these values? I mean, you talk about motivation for your family, but, you know, was it a parent? Was it a friend? Was it someone at church? I don't, I, you know, I don't know, but I'm just yeah. trying to anchor this a little bit because all of us are just not born this way and our families do good values, but there's a lot more to it, I think, than that. Yeah. Um, so my, my dad, he owned a construction company. I worked with him from uh, the time I was probably 14 years old and uh, once I graduated uh, high school, I went and worked full time with him. And, you know, I, I worked hard, but I could never work as hard as he did. He was always the the last one down on his knees setting the tile. Like the, the first one to go start unloading the truck. And just having that as an example is, is huge because I'm just, it, it's just an example that you see and that's what you know is normal. Explain to me just, just so, cause I want to break it down. Cause I, I've started to realize based on some of the questions I get, even with people that listen to the podcast here in Nashville back that I'm not breaking down some of these concepts enough into their basics. So <laughs> let's break this one down. What is it in showing up early and being the first one there showing up and the last one to leave or actually still willing to do the physical work himself what 
what does that mean to you? Like, let's break it down a little more. What is it that he's showing you? What is the example that he's leading by, I guess? And it's going to be hard to explain, and I'm sorry, but I want to break down this concept a little bit. Yeah, um, so, you know, when I was 18 years old, uh, you know, I wasn't obviously not the most responsible uh, person, so there was days I would show up late, and he he had left. <laughs> Like I was supposed to show up at his house and get in the truck and I showed up five minutes late and, you know, I call him like, Hey, I, I was only five minutes late. And of course he says, well, if it's only five minutes, show up five minutes early. So, I mean, that's something that's stuck with me since then. I, I do not like being late. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's why I, tr I try to give myself buffers, but I am like, I have a, my days get pushed and I try to give a lot to people. And I, it's one of the things you have to check in because you try to give a lot and you, you sometimes give too much and you end up hurting someone in the process and not being fair to everyone. And that's one of the things you're like, okay, I get this rule very much about being on time is being early. And, and if you say you're going to be somewhere, be there. You know, and if you're going to be late, just let them know you're going to be late. But you're probably going to have to find your own way there. And that's been true in my life, too. Just so we're aware, yeah. like, we're leaving. Like, it's your own soccer game. You will be there playing or you're not going to be playing if you're a ride. And if you don't have a driver's license or you don't have a car, too bad. We're leaving at this time. And even we're going to watch your friends to play, I guess, if you don't get if you're not on time. And it was yeah. just like that type of thing, like constantly. And I'm like, huh? Really? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. You're paying for me to play soccer. They're like, the money's already gone, dude. The money's gone, yeah. bro. Like, we don't care. We've already spent it. That money's gone. Whether or not it was a good investment or not is up to you. And that was just like, like, okay, like stick, like, like a little bit of guilt there, a little bit of Italian Catholic guilt in some ways. But yeah. the trueness of it is 100% true. Like, if I'm wasting time, I'm wasting money. And if I'm they're sitting around, I'm not, then they're going to see my game. It also instilled me like if I'm late, I'm going to get less playing time. The coach is going to respect me less. I'm, my parents are giving all their time and money to go see me and get me to these places. And so like not only should I be on time and be early, but I should bust my ass to play because they're spending a lot of money and time to get me there. And it weirdly helped me thread all of that together, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, by doing that on the time thing. I never thought about that before in exactly that context um, as a time thing in the way that you described it and the leaving that your father did, but that's definitely what happened to me. I wouldn't have put <laughs> nailed it exactly like that, but that's the way it was on the farm. You know, yeah. you're late, you're not taking care of the animal, they might die, too bad, you know? Like, you got to stay on top of it, you know? So... I like this core value thing in the family. And was there someone else or something else you wanted to say other than your father before I move on to the next question? Um, I mean, Alberto with Mission Tacos. Yeah, was, let's talk about that. He he's instrumental in our in our success and the path that we've taken because, like I said, he kind of blazed the trail out ahead of us, and he gave us a lot of pointers and said, you know, avoid this, don't do that, and you know, we followed that as much as we could, and it was super beneficial we wouldn't be exactly where we are now without his help and what would you describe that relationship as like i mean i because it's like you guys have sort of leaned on him i mean did he approach you and be like let me help you guys mentor us or were you guys like oh i like what you're doing like because i just think someone in his position he's definitely paying forward and helping you guys grow um, and some people might view that as, oh, it's another food truck and there. I'm a food truck too, even though he's more than that, but it's like, what do you, you know, you're competing with me on gigs and that's not his attitude, right? No, not at all. He was, uh, we, we approached him initially and, and got all the conversations started, uh, you know, and got the meeting set up and I, I can call him pretty much any time and he'll, he, he's there to help and. You know, I'd, obviously, I'll help him any way I can too. If if um if I have anything to offer, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's it's one of those things where one day it will come back around. Even if it's not directly him, you're going to have to. Well, this podcast is an example. You're paying it forward. What he gave you, you're giving back, right? So, yeah. 
I mean, I couldn't tie it more than just what happened. He gave it to you. You're doing it to, you know, echoing it 600,000 fold potentially by, by compounding it and people hearing it. You know, I don't even know what that looks like, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing. <laughs> and, um, and so, wow. I probably just dated myself when I said that, actually, now that I think about it. It's really weird now that I've gotten my 40s. Like, I think I'm a young kid, but I realize that, like, I'm the old dude to all, like, the 20-year-olds now. Like, I'm old. Like, even though I feel young and, like, I can still run a mile in under 6 minutes, 30 seconds, like, I'm still the old dude. Like, I'm gray hair. Like, I'm, like, the, the fox or whatever they call him, silver fox, although I prefer to be a lion. Or like a gorilla, please, or a, a shark in shark-infested waters, like that one. But like the fox, I don't like that one. They're sly and they're deceitful, and it's just not a good term. And so, um, my point being is like this is a new journey for you guys. You guys are my age-ish. Uh, you've decided yeah, I'm that forty-two. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You've got a family. You and your wife are both invested in this. Um, and like this is a new path in life. Like how do you, how did you, I mean, do you think about like your old life anymore or the corporate world? I mean, I don't ask this question a lot and I'm asking because you guys are so like ripe in the like, okay, we discovered this path. It's the right path. We're going to just do this. What is that? I mean, do you miss it? Do you miss the consistency of our previous life? I, I, I do not. I, I, uh, I enjoyed the tile setting while I did it because I got to be creative and, and take something old and broken and, you know, rip it out and put in a new one. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the, seeing the progress and, and seeing the completion of the job. Like I, I always enjoyed that, but my body, my back, my knees did not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so that, that, uh, that's what sent me to go into the estimating. It was estimating for flooring, which, you know, I was still in the same world, but I wasn't down on the floor, you know, doing all the hard work anymore. Yeah. I don't miss it. <laughs> And I agree with you. And having your own freedom is just a just a whole other thing. Even though there's hard work in it, there's definitely hard work to earn that freedom and have that free time. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm working harder now than I ever have. So yeah, and it's weird. I agree with you. And right now in my life, I'm even though I used to work like sometimes eighteen hour days, I'm still like doing that in a different way. Like I'm networking and I'm moving and I'm meeting people and I'm investing in myself and the businesses around me in this podcast because I believe we can make a difference in uncapping these entrepreneurs who are on the podcast potential and they networking with each other. I keep talking about this. Like what ends up happening is they network with each other too, or they reach out to each other because they on Instagram, because they see the feeds um, of the episodes and they listen to them and they reach out to each other on messenger also. And I connect people on um, text message, but it's important. Like-mindedness uncaps further potential. The reason legacies compound is because if I'm in my parents' restaurant business at four years old and I'm learning the front desk or I'm learning to count money or I'm learning to balance the cash register or the credit card statements, I guess would probably be more accurate now, credit cards. Yeah. And, um, and so like that's not something anyone else is giving their children. And that kid is getting the same lessons that the adult's getting through a much more malleable mind. Okay, and that kid or child is going to be able to do things in restaurants and operate restaurants with like a fraction. I'm talking fractions like of of effort that the parents had because they had to learn the lessons. The kid learned them at an easy rate in a safe environment because the parents provided a safe environment, even though they were learning them and it wasn't so fun for them. And yeah. so. When they get into it, like they get the creative, they start being more creative with their restaurants and their concepts and doing real solutions when it comes to restaurants. And then like the third generation, if this is really compounded, those third generations are what build $100 million companies and serves hundreds of thousands of meals a day, okay? That's a yeah. compounded third generation entrepreneur legacy if done properly 
for the most part. I wouldn't say mine was done for the most part properly, but it definitely compounded into a lot of greatness and fed a lot of families. And it's the same you're going to do. Your family, your kids are compounding that entrepreneurship, even if it's not directly into your business. Although I would argue your daughter's probably going to get good enough where she can run multiple businesses. So this is probably maybe one of them down the road. And who knows, maybe there's airline catering for biscuits on the fly. You know, I don't know. (laughs) And so, you know, um, sausage on the fly could probably get the wrong connotation. But it's, uh, (laughs) so, but I think that this is really cool. And I'm really happy that you guys reached out to me. Rebecca reached out to me. It's like, come hang out with us. We're down here in the Gulch, which is the old train track area for anyone. It's like down weirdly in a gulch like between two parts of nashville and um i walk over it all the time from music road to broadway downtown and actually over broadway broadway's bridges go over it and the marriott's right there which used to be union station which is now a marriott which was the train station for the railroad that's right there that no longer exists so that's all kind of cool like just cool weird things and like history being captured and preserved by turning it into a hotel I'm just saying it's pretty cool building. Like pretty Gulch is a pretty cool area too. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite? Okay, actually, let me go back. Like we don't, I don't talk a lot. I get a lot in the soft skills on the podcast. So let's like, like how have you, like are your kids learning how to work the money in the cash registers? How, like how do you and Rebecca divide up who's responsible for what? Like you're obviously running the truck most of the time. She's also working right now. Um, and then she helps with the food truck on nights and weekends. And then you said your daughter. So how do you divide up responsibilities? Is it 100% you're handling everything and, and your daughter and your wife are helping or Rebecca's helping and, or it, how does that look? So I, I do like 90% of the cooking. Um, and whether it's my wife or my daughter or my daughter's boyfriend or my son or her or his girlfriend, um, they will typically run the window, um, and, you know, put the tickets back and then make sure I'm, you know, staying on track. Hold on, hold on, hold the phone, man. I'm, I'm all the, you just blew my mind. Okay, both your kids work there and their significant others, for lack of a better term, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, also yeah. work there? Uh, yeah, it rotates out just depending on who's available for the day. And so, hold on. So not only your children have work ethic, core values, but they're also choosing potential partners that have similar core values also because – most kids wouldn't come work in a food truck in their free time, especially with their boyfriend. They wouldn't want to do that in their free time. So, I mean, in my circles, we grew up doing that, but it's foreign to most children today, right? Yeah. So I, explain I mean, that to me. That's significant, right? Like those are, it, it, that's really probably feels pretty good as a father. It, it does definitely. Um, and I couldn't like all the events and stuff that, that I've done with their help, I would have not been able to do it without them. Like you have a line of people. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that by myself. Um, God damn. And I'll use that word just because it's like, I'm going to use it in a good way. That is, I am blown away by you actually. And I've met you guys. And now I, I understand the energy way more than I did before. That's, it's a significant thing what's going on there. Like that's a lot. Like when I had cousins that got involved in our businesses and then their significant others got involved in helping the businesses or the food trucks, we called them chicken chariot. Yeah. And, uh, cause they were food trailers and they were slinging chicken and obviously <laughs> it's, um, but it's, it's like there is huge success in this, uh, in the relationships, um, even if they're learning and compounding into a next relationship for both parties. But there's also the compounding effect on the business and the children that come out of this even further. And so like like this is obvious, like you and Rebecca have consciously raised your children. Would you say that that's true? Oh, yes. 
Like it's not a passive thing. You haven't turned it over to the school system or turned it over to someone else to just fed your children. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, we, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I think we, yeah, we definitely uh, encourage the kids to be, I mean, I guess our main goal as parents is to, to put kids out into the world that are responsible, kind, giving adults, not jerks. <laughs> I like this, and I'm sorry to put pressure on you by asking a, like a direct follow-up question, but what do you mean by kind? Uh, I mean, you see somebody in the store and they drop something, and it's, you know, somebody that's got a broken leg or, you know, whatever, just help them. Like, somebody drops some papers, help them. Um, somebody, I don't just be nice. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. You know, it's um it's really cool cuz it's a very okay. It's a word I've used historically and it's interesting since I've like transitioned my trajectory over recently my energy has changed quite a bit and I've been able to be more positive and more energetic and really spend more time with entrepreneurs like I've wanted to do and and really help you guys uncap your potentials. Uh, not only through the podcast, but just like you and I are doing with the pig rolls and talking about CPGs, which is consumer product goods, all of that stuff, which I won't divulge on the podcast because it's not time yet. That's for part three. And um, the, but there's purpose in what's going on here. This is not just an accident happening. This is not just we, we did whatever. And that's why I want to anchor it. So when you start, when the, when your children wanted to start getting involved in the food truck, what did that conversation look like? Was it like, obviously, of course they do? Or was it like, I mean, you and Rebecca obviously have really had conversations around, will the children be involved in the business and what does that look like? And I mean, I'm not trying to get too down in the the weeds, but I'm trying to understand like, as a parent that's raising successful entrepreneurial children with good core values that are setting up good foundations for their future to be entrepreneurs because their relationships complement it already because you need to have the hard workers willing to clean toilets with with you guys. That's just the rules of being an entrepreneur. Hands down, you need to have a relationship. Is she going to clean the toilet with you? And it sounds disgusting, but is she? You know, for someone else, not your own home, for freaking 600 employees potentially when things get bad if you need someone or the janitor sick and you need to is she going to help and that or he sorry i say she because that's my that's my preference in life and that's or however the terms are today and um but i am heterosexual so i would i'm considered a woman there's in any relationship whether man to man woman to woman whatever you want to do if you're an entrepreneur and you're in an entrepreneurial relationship, you can't not have someone that's willing to get their hands dirty, even if they have their own thing, even though if they support you from a distance, the hands dirty thing matters. I don't know why, but it does. And I haven't seen many entrepreneur relationships go a long time in the long run or the businesses succeed. One or the other goes um, if these aren't in check. And that includes for me personally, um, just so we're aware. I'm not saying this from just a, a watching someone else go through this. And so that's why I ask these questions because part of what I've started to learn is that part of the long-term success, part of the long-term legacy, part of making sure that negative family patterns don't happen or they're corrected is entrepreneurism as the ingenuity to solve problems. And if you, if as kids, we can solve problems in business and we can solve problems in making money and emotional problems with clients who lose their mind over nothing, our customers in this case, they can actually start to solve their own problems and they can start to fix their own negativity and they can start to work on turning up their own volume of their superpowers. And which when they turn up the volume of their own superpowers, this weird thing happens where they naturally have to go conquer the bad habits because in order to keep turning it up eventually you have to go back and fix things and use that thing you just turned up to go conquer the thing if you try to do it before you turn up the volume everyone's like oh fix yourself first it just never worked that way for me for me it was always turn up the volume on the things i do really well and then use that momentum to go back and conquer the the demons for me and yeah. was, when I did that, my businesses grew. 
I grew, my relationships grew. I was a better person, more honest person, more kind person. And so I think that as an entrepreneur and as a father, you're just doing outstanding things. And Rebecca and your kids, I just, if I could encourage them to do anything, it's just keep going and don't get off that entrepreneurial path, you know, because you don't ever want to step off it once you've been on it. And cool. So let me ask a few more questions, Daniel. So, so the one question you asked was about getting the kids to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. No, it's all good. Yeah, please I, I, answer I, I, that. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Yeah, I did forget. So go on. Uh, so it, it wasn't hard at all to get my daughter to come work with us because she's been working on her pilot's license and she needs a lot of money to uh, go fly. So she she's motivated to, to work and earn the money. So it... I was like, hey, Aubrey, you want to come work with me on the trailer? Oh, yeah, let's go. Like that, that was it. <laughs> that was easy. Same with our son. Uh, I had an event up in Clarksville, which is like an hour and 20 minutes from where we are here in Smyrna. And uh, I didn't I didn't have anybody else to go with me. And I was like, hey, you want to go with me? He's like, sure, of course. And he wouldn't even take my money. I tried to pay him. <laughs> This is just fascinating to me. Um, we're going to spend a lot more time together because this is what I'm talking about in entrepreneurism. And this is what I'm talking about in like legacy and freedom and leadership. Okay. I haven't even really gotten into leadership in the podcast because I'm focusing so much on legacy right now. But I have a whole other podcast on leadership that's relaunching um, and I'll have episodes coming up and we'll relaunch one a week uh, starting the first week of January. So there'll be one that'll launch that'll be backdated and then we'll go into a normal cycle. But this is what the there's the parental leadership, the leadership you guys get from God, the leadership you get from one another, you know, your relationship with one another, you and Rebecca, and then the relationship you formed with your kids. And now that how fast it's budding or accelerating, I would say, because the entrepreneurial journey and entrepreneurial ingenuity solves all problems. And if you're a family that fights together, lives together, has purpose together, is a family that stays together, right? So, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay, I'm going to ask this question. I wasn't sure I was going to, but let's talk about what are your favorite qualities about yourself um, that you think that make you a good entrepreneur? You don't, or it could be just one. I don't think it was one of the prep questions, so you may not be prepared for this. But so what is I one think, of those things? I think one of the things uh, that prepped me to be a good entrepreneur was working with my dad and having to go back and like do work orders and repairs and talk with customers and uh, being able to explain things to them like about industry standards. And it's like, yeah, I'll replace these ones. They look really bad, but like that, that's, you know, that's, that's industry standards and, and being able to communicate clearly and connect with them and make them understand like that's, that's a big, that's a big part that helps like even to this day just going around to different uh locations and like hey um can we set up in your parking lot and just you know explain the story and uh, nine out of ten times they're like oh yeah sure that's totally fine so it's that's one big thing um i'd have to think about number two <laughs> It's okay. So I'm going to ask this question differently, and maybe that helps you think about them for yourself. What about in Rebecca? Like, and we don't have to focus on the relationship, but as an entrepreneur, like, and now your relationship has taken on new growth and a new definition. Like, you're now business partners. You're not just husband and wife, and you're not just co parents uh, and father and mother in whatever else terms. You're now also co entrepreneurs business partners and so what about in Rebecca what is a trade or a couple of traits that you were like now 
admire even more or learn to admire or didn't see before now that you're entrepreneurs or and business partners? Um, her, her organizational skills and, uh, has been huge. And like, she runs the social media and like does all the, the marketing type stuff. She's, she's in the, the back end doing all the stuff that nobody ever sees changing the schedules on the websites. And that's been, you know, a lot of her jobs have been more on the paper side and just the way that she can compartmentalize and break things down. And it's instrumental to, to being successful because otherwise I would be going in every direction, but the one I'm supposed to be going in. Well, and I think there's a lot to that, and I'll let you answer if there's more there, but I want to just anchor this point real quick or concrete it, however you want to look at it, uh, cement it, is that organization allows structure. Structure allows blocking. Blocking allows freedom to work on your business as well as in your business. It also allows you to work on your family as well as in your family. It allows you to work on your relationship with God as well as in your relationship with God or spirituality, however you want to look at it, if it's not God. And the um, it's important that we have people that organize things that we don't organize. And if it's everything's a mess and we're jumping from thing to thing, it's a skill that we can learn or we can make sure that we are complemented by someone who has a better skill than us and keeps us organized and inspires us to be organized in this case, as well as we give them something like you're a very strong leader, Daniel. You're very quiet, but you like and you're surprising to me because I can very much see like Rebecca like has, the, has a lot of personality and is very extroverted almost and maybe not, but she seems that way and she reaches out and is very communicative and you're just like you're steady and you're strong and you get the job done. And I, I just think that there's value in that. And I agree with you, her organization and even giving me notes and talking about you guys and structuring the conversation when we met to make sure we could have the most out of this podcast. And by doing that, she created two episodes for you and actually a third, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's how much more exposure potentially. It's also created this product line like within your business is potentially to grow your business in many different channels that we've discussed. That's I'm just like, wow, this is one of those things where I really am so happy like this will will hopefully help and, and give you new creative routes. And so I agree. So is there anything else uh, before I ask another question? Like what you were just saying, like we, me and Rebecca, we complement each other well. Uh, it's kind of like the yin and the yang. The things she's weaker in, I'm strong in, and vice versa. So I'm, it, it just couldn't be any better. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, and this is my last um, question. Uh, I'm going to ask for your son and your daughter. What's a quality in each of them that that's the same thing like what is it about them or uh, that you've learned about them through now working with them or whatever that's maybe or you already knew but it just became that much more prevalent I guess as possible because I don't know how well people know their children or not know their children but you know your children very well so maybe it's something that just got turned up the volume so what is that uh, in uh, my daughter uh, I would say it's just her drive and motivation to to get out of bed and go like this morning she was the first one out of the driveway at you know 17 years old like that would have never happened when i was that age Uh, my son is very steady very disciplined um he like i said he goes to the the gym almost every day he's disciplined on his diet like the the amount of discipline that he has with diet and finances and all the other aspects of life is pretty impressive. Yeah, I definitely want to meet your children just because I'm just like, wow, I in any way that I can give them any knowledge as well to help them. I'm just, I'm very, like the discipline, the commitment, the 
having the jobs like most people don't realize this it's not about how smart you are it's about the intelligence and intelligence is the ability to change your own mind meaning to ask yourself questions that you go seek different answers to okay it's all about the questions it's why i drive people nuts all i do is ask questions and i get to know people because i'm like no 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 like like why does it have to be this way? Why, you think you're going to be successful by doing what everyone else does? I just don't see how that's going to happen. It's never worked for me. Like what everyone else does is already happening. You're never going to make yeah. money that way. You're chasing it. You know, you're chasing the money that everyone else is already making instead of chasing the idea, the doing the right thing, providing ingenuity and a solution. And so I like that. How about, um, how about we... Um, we go back to one more thing. What is the, what is the thing you like most about being an entrepreneur? Like for you personally? Um, I, I like the freedom to be creative and to be able to set my own schedule, to be able to say, okay, the, this week in, uh, April for our anniversary, we're not scheduling anything. I don't have to ask anybody for time off. I just, create the time off and make it happen yeah i agree with you on that one uh what did i cut you off i hope i didn't but it just is like it's like oh god i can relate to that so much i feel that like it's my life it's my schedule and i you know as much as i put in i get out as much as i put on on work on my business is how fast the business grows and you know, we can't do it all the time. Every once in a while, we need to be like, okay, I need to spend a little time with my family and balance out my life. You know, that's just the yeah. way it is. So very cool, Daniel. Will you tell everyone in the audience where they can find you online and um, how they can find your schedule of where your food truck's going to be um, if they're in town or they're already living in Nashville? How do they do that? Uh, so the, the first way with the most information would be at beyondgravy.com. Um, that has our schedule. It has links to all our social medias and all that stuff. Um, the menu, um, it's going to have a link to this podcast on it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, on Facebook at beyondgravy.com. And then on Instagram at beyond-gravy.com. And if anybody needs their plane cleaned, look, go to Facebook and look up as fly as me or on Instagram at underscore as fly as me. And I'll put, um, I'll put the under the as fly as me on there also on the episode notes so everyone can see them and I'll make sure I tag all the Instagram stuff and the website as well. Uh, so the audience can make sure they find you guys and you guys can go there. There's, I always put a little bit of notes in there sometimes just to clarify things. Okay. Uh, awesome. lastly, I just want everyone to know we are going to do a part three. There's, like I said, there's a whole other piece with Daniel that we're working on and the story's unfolding. So it's premature to go right into a part three, but we're going to talk about it. That's part of the reason I'm going to hold off here because I'm also hoping I can get Rebecca on to the next episode and we tell the story with her and she gets to tell it from her perspective as well. So there's probably maybe a part three and a part four in the story because I think she has so much valuable information and such a valuable perspective as well. Oh, so yeah, she would have said it way more eloquently than I did. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did a great job, and um, I really think you're doing an awesome job, both of you guys and your kids and their significant others or girlfriends and boyfriends, whatever that looks like, whatever the proper terms are. And for the audience, it's just if you like, life is about intent. You have to really like. I've gone through life where I've let life lead too much. Um, which is okay. You don't want to be controlling and narcissistic. But I also think that you have to know that it's letting go. But within letting go, you you have intent through your actions on how you handle the things that you let go of. We have no control over life. But how I handle it is in my control. And that's what Daniel does. And when I, when I, when I asked him to be on the podcast, I didn't know this. But getting to know them, getting to talk to him, getting to see him and Rebecca together, this is what I know now. And so that's really cool. I think your consistency, your leadership, 
what you're going to do, your, the trials and tribulations that you're going to go through are just going to make you better at this. And I don't know where it's going to lead you but and your family, but I do think that there's, there's legacy here. And it's pretty impressive. So thank you, Daniel. And even though Rebecca is not on, thank you, Rebecca. I'll say thank you also for being so awesome in your communication. Like it's a, a step above okay most food entrepreneurs right now most food entrepreneurs are working so hard on instagram pictures and reels and so hard in their businesses or on their businesses and websites they're forgetting it's still about personal relationships and actually following up with people and responding to people and building a relationship even if you think it's worth it or not opportunity is about chasing everyone and getting good at being consistent and understanding that you have to chase all the opportunities. You even if it's like, oh, I explored it. No, 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 no. I'm in. I'm in biscuits and gravy. I don't want to do wontons. At least have the conversation because that person may be like, oh, you're in biscuits and gravy. Wait a second. Sorry, but I do know someone you should meet. They're in bacon, and they can give you wholesale bacon for your sausage bacon gravy. Cool have the conversations guys weird doors open up and they're not straight there is not much aid to be anymore it's like you want to get to see it's abc okay and triangle relationships are part of doing business and they're important in entrepreneurship that means where all three parties come to a table all three parties benefit and all three parties are negotiating with each other so all the parties win maximizing and grow each other's business it's unusual but i've done a lot of it and they work and they make lots of money because all parties are invested sometimes it's a supplier a customer and a producer like in my case and so there was a lot of that. So Daniel, again, thank you. Uh, anyone out there, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. Again, thank you, Daniel. Thank you. And we're out.